Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 308. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Concorso Italiano and talking with sponsors from this spectacular event that takes place during the Monterey Pebble Beach Car Week in California. You can learn more about this event at www.concorso.com. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited today to introduce a very special guest, Brian Graff. Brian, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm excited, and I thank you for having me on your show. You're very welcome. It's my honor. Brian Graff is the president and publisher of Highline Auto Magazine and HighlineAutos.com in Scottsdale, Arizona. They showcase luxury, exotic, and classic automobiles that are for sale and present products and services available from the most prestigious luxury brands from around the world. His magazine is distributed around the country, and the website provides features including cars for sale, events, products, and a whole lot more. Brian, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you and your company. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Sure. Mark, I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona, which, you know, Scottsdale has become quite the automotive mecca with Arizona Auction Week, and, uh, you know, we have the Good Guys show twice a week. We have lots of, or twice a year, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, twice a week, that's quite an adventure. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Uh, we, You know, there's a lot of collectors out here, a lot of great collections. There's a dry climate. You know, it's a good place to store the cars. Right. You know, we just driving around on a daily basis. You know, yesterday I saw a black Ferrari Enzo. You know, you see... Wow. Four, five, eights, Porsches, it's no big deal. They're just everywhere. Yeah. So um, I started the magazine in 2005. We've done over 132 issues now. Mm. We've had substantial growth on the web and also on digital platforms, you know, whether it's we have an iTunes app, we have a Google Play app, things of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been quite a journey. Well, it sounds like it. As we said in our pre-show chat, my daughter moved to Scottsdale three, four years ago. I don't think a day goes by she doesn't send me a quick snapshot as she's driving to work or walking around somewhere of a cool car because she grew up with me and the family and she knows how much I love cars. So 
you're definitely in a wonderful place to be around automobiles. And I love what you're doing with your business. And we're going to talk a little bit more about your company, Highline Autos, and everything you're doing. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guest for a success quote. It's some kind of a saying or a mantra that's been instrumental in your life. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Brian, take the wheel. Sure. You know, I've heard so many great ones throughout the years. You know, a lot of them, it's people here over and over. But for example, you know, choose a job that you like and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yes. And also other business focused people will tell you, you know, to focus on the business, not the money. Mm. You have success in the business, then money comes. Yes. So both of those were good ones. And each day, different motivational things, you know, I hear do something today that your future self will thank you for. <laughs> I love that one. Which, which is a good one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about how you've incorporated some of these quotes into your career. Because the first one, of course, is uh, usually uh, attributed to Henry Ford about choosing a career that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And the other one I love particularly because it talks about focusing on working on your business and not in your business so that you can always be looking ahead, which leads us to that third quote, uh, mantra or quote. So tell us, how have you incorporated some of this into your business? Well, I mean, I think that the, the focusing on the business and not the money is simple. You know, I obviously make sure every aspect of the business, you know, whether it's the digital or the print or the customer service is 100% at all times, you know, you, you do your best. To, you, of course, you have hiccups in the road, but you do your best just to make sure that the business is running smooth and, you know, that everybody's happy and that you're doing the very best job for your customers possible. Absolutely. Well, you're in the publishing business, both online and print, right? Correct. So there are all sorts of things involved with that. Deadlines, of course, and dealing with clients and dealing with subscribers. And I've had several other publishers on the show here. One of them I'm going to be joining this weekend at the Forest Grove Concord, Keith Martin, Sports Car Market Magazine. It's an excellent magazine. Excellent magazine. I've known Keith for a long, long time. So kudos to you because it's a huge amount of work running a publication, especially a print publication, because... There are some deadlines there that cannot be missed or your printer will say, sorry, press is full. <laughs> it, yep, yep. And, you know, we've done some things to help with that in terms of we have extra staff that comes in certain times of the month. Mm -hmm. We also print locally. And at our printer, you know, we're one of their bigger clients. So awesome. the job will turn really quickly. Right. And, you know, while these days with the addition of all the different digital publications, or options, you know, iPad, uh, computers, etc. Right. As soon as the we have a team where as soon as it goes off to the print to print at the printer, that instantly goes into the digital phase to upload all that and set all that up. Right. It's gotten a lot more complicated, but this opens the world, your world, to the world. So I think that's pretty darn cool. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment as you remember it when you really knew you were a car guy. You know, I'm not 100% sure when that would have been, but when we were younger, it's like anything that moved, anything that had wheels. So I would have to have just the right BMX bike. I remember my bike when I was little, I would keep it inside the house. I didn't want to keep it outside so it wouldn't get dirty. <laughs> then we, we moved on to 
ATCs, ATVs, and then you got dirt bikes. And eventually, you know, when I was 16, I got my first car, which my first car was a K5 Blazer, the big full-size Blazer. Uh, I remember those, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the centerline wheels, which was like one of the first custom wheel manufacturers. Yep. This lifted it, had... Um, 35 inch mud tires on it wow i used to get harassed at high school because we had in scottsdale back then it wasn't as populated so there were cowboys and people would go off road and stuff and i would you know wash mine three four times a week i wasn't ever going to drive it in the dirt <laughs> not, so, not too it, many enzos back then no no and i also do remember you know being little with barrett going to barrett jackson with my dad and how much that has changed oh, you know gosh. i I would have never for a second thought, hey, you know, in the future, I'm going to be here with a booth, you know, just, just passing out magazines and displaying for my clients. You know, you never know what lies ahead. Oh, I know. It's absolutely amazing and phenomenal. And the opportunities we have this day and age are just endless. I think that's fantastic. Brian, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Crawl under the hood. I know you don't like to get your car dirty, so I won't say get our hands dirty. But I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your life or your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? And even more important, what did it teach you? What did you learn from it? You know, I've had a couple big challenges, both in my career and in my personal life. In my personal life, from the time I was like 19 to 25, I had melanoma real bad. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, and I had, you know, I've had a big portion of my face was, was removed, and then it started to spread in my body. Oh, my goodness. So they started cutting pieces out of my back and my chest, so Ooh. I look like Swiss cheese when I go to the pool parties. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but my that, gosh. You know, yeah, that was, that was quite an experience, but it was, it was good in a sense to see all your family and friends support you and, you know, everybody pull together. And then in, in business, I would say... You know, I started the company in 2005, which the economy was definitely overinflated, but yeah. I was 24 years old. I didn't know any better. <laughs> so it would have been when the recession came and like everything just pretty much came to a halt. And I had had clients who had been great clients, you know, and we, we would go to their uh, facility to, to pick up our checks, drop off the new magazines. And I, there were multiple times where the landlord had seized the property and the big notes on the door. And oh my gosh. Just making it through that was quite an experience. But, you know, in, in both cases, there's always positive that comes out of it. You know, the, our business is more profitable than it's ever been and stronger than it's ever been because you learn all the, the areas you were making mistakes, all the areas you were overspending. We now have all kinds of tracking methods to prove ROI to advertisers. And like you said earlier, you know, we branched out onto all these other platforms. So before when things were mainly print, it's like you only print so many magazines and you only distribute them in so many areas. Where now, you know, anybody during any time of the day can go on to uh, iTunes and get the magazine from, you know, any part of the world. They just need an internet connection. So right. Yeah. Well, I've had so many guests who went through that very difficult recessionary time, and many of them shared similar stories of uh, uh, trials and tribulations and near ca catastrophic failures, but they learned so much about how to be stronger as they came out of that. So I'm, I'm so happy that worked for you. 
Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Would you share a story with me, a real aha moment in your career, a time when I like to say the headlights came on and illuminated your way for that new idea or direction that you had, and tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success? Well, I guess, you know, that could be applied to all kinds of different things. What you're saying when you had like a breakthrough and and your business excelled. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I would say when we originally started in just Arizona and then we branched out into California and California has an even, you know, even healthier automotive community than Arizona does. Oh, yeah. And it just started to take off and it it was, you know, it just opened the door to that many more things. You know, we've done things from Jay Leno. We featured him on the cover, invited us to his garage to, you know, even lesser local celebrities there. We just featured the Altman brothers who are on the million dollar listing. But it's kind of like these people help you grow and help push the product even further. Right. Absolutely. You know, it really is the culmination of the people you surround yourself with. That's what brings me so much joy here at Cars Yeah, is I get to talk to so many cool entrepreneurial people that have wrapped their passion cars into their vocation just like you and the car culture the car community is very tight Uh, everybody is so friendly for the most part it's just a really good group of people because they're having fun with cars and uh, I think that's great it's fantastic that you've been able to branch out and see that opportunity in the state next door if you will yes yes how about proudest career moments I would assume you've had many but is there one in particular you could share with us you know, for me, I'm, I'm proud of the product in general. I'm proud of the, the team that we have involved backing the product. But I also really enjoy when our advertisers have, have success. And I've had, you know, interesting moments from where I walk in a dealership just randomly to talk to somebody and there's somebody. I, I had a, a local dealership here in Arizona. It's a smaller independent, but they deal in, you know, just several hundred thousand dollar cars is the, the cream of the crop mm-hmm. and it, it actually happened three months in a row and I just would I just would show up at different times and the first time the guy says to me hey do you know that guy over there and I'm like no and he goes he says he knows you he walked in with the magazine he's buying that Lamborghini oh and I'm cool like, great <laughs> yeah and it was three three different months just random times the person was buying a car that I came in wow so for me that's that's what I really enjoy is, you know, helping them reach their sales goals or driving new business to them. And then we also have a lot of interesting things when we do all these different shows. We try to do three, four shows every month. And people love to come up and talk to us, hang out at the booth. You know, they'll tell us, oh, I have every one of these magazines. I collect them. Wow. Funny things people will say. I had a guy tell me his wife likes to go to a specific breakfast restaurant, but he doesn't like the breakfast restaurant. But he says he knows if he goes there, he can get the magazine there. <laughs> we, we, we have magazines, you know, complimentary magazines at different places. Right. So he says his wife thinks that he's taking her to the restaurant that she likes to go to, but in reality, <laughs> he's just going so he can get the magazine. Yeah, she, uh, you know, these women, they're pretty darn smart. They figure us car guys out pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Well, it's great when you know you're helping your clients. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that K5 Blazer, but I'd love for you to share a story about your first really special vehicle and maybe a memory you have with that car or truck or bike. 
you know, I've had lots of amazing cars and I think that your taste kind of changes. You know, initially everybody younger, you start to make money, you have to get the Lamborghinis and Ferraris and then you get, you know, a little more sophisticated in the classics. But I would say a pivotal car to me or most important car was probably my 5 Series BMW. Mm -hmm. Not the nicest car I owned, but it meant the most because that was when I had the battle going with the cancer. Mm. My family is not, I don't necessarily come from a wealthy family, but it was like they all put money in and got me this car. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and that's so, it, you know, it was special and it was the first really nice car I had ever had. Uh -huh. And that car technically is what led to all of this because I ended up down the road selling that car, using it as a down payment on a house. And then in 2005, when I started the magazine, I took a second out on the house and that's where I got the money. Oh, wow. So the car led to the house, which led to the capital, to led, which led to the business. So which led to this conversation. Then this conversation and who knows where it will lead next. What a great story. That's fantastic. I've been a BMW fan for a long time. I've driven and owned many BMWs. I like uh, the M3s because I'm a little smaller guy. I kind of like the smaller car. But I tell you, I've driven some 5 Series and especially the M5. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Those cars are just ballistic. They are so awesome. Uh, they just never stop pulling when you put your foot to the floor. So yes. very cool story. Is there a vehicle that you've owned and sold and you really wish you could have it back in your garage? I would say every car I've ever had. <laughs> well, let, <laughs> let's just pick one that really you think about most often going, oh, and, and I don't really, I'm not talking about having it back because it's worth money. I'm talking about having it back because it just meant something to you. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we could go back to that BMW, but the BMW did lead to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the K5 Blazer, that wasn't necessarily the nicest car, but it was my first car. You hear all these stories about these guys who will go back 20, 30, 40 years later and find their first car. Yep. So it would be fun to have the first car. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The K5s are interesting. When I was a kid, I had a neighbor whose dad owned a Chevy dealership. and he used to give us brand new K5s and we would drive from San Diego up to Mammoth Mountain and go skiing. And I think that was a way for he, for him to have some alone time with his wife. If I took his kids, he'd give me a brand new K5 to drive to Mammoth in. So That's a heck of a deal. It was a good deal for me. I thought I was in high school and his kids were younger. They couldn't drive and I could. So the K5s were cool. I used to drive him down to Baja to go on surfing trips and camp out in and stuff. So yeah, those are pretty neat. They're the ones where the, the top would come off the back, kind of like the, exactly. the Bron yeah, the Broncos. So, yeah, very cool cars. Is there a project you guys are working on right now that has you really excited and fired up? Yes, we're, we're working on several cool things, including expanding. But the, the one we're most involved in right now is we're about to launch a new website. Cool. And we've, you know, this will be our fifth website since we've started. And I, I feel, I'm a little biased, but I feel that our websites are always far superior to everybody else's and we have cutting-edge technology. But currently, we're mainly focused on the Southwest and we're going to open it up to the whole United States and, and get a rep in every state. So that's our big push as, you know, the magazines are fun and we do, like I told you, our magazine turns over real quick in terms of printing. Mm -hmm. So we do our best to keep all the information as accurate as possible. But on the websites, you know, we run feeds on it. So it's updated every day at midnight. 
changes prices, changes pictures, adds new cars. So it's constantly accurate. And I think that in the end, that's where the shopping, the ideal shopping tool is. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait for that to roll out. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Brian. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let's let's go with, let's go back with that Ferrari Enzo I saw the other day. Oh let's, yeah. Let's go with the Ferrari Enzo. Let's say that you know it's a it's a modern day classic. You know, but yet yet a, a performance car. Absolutely. Well, that wouldn't be a bad car to be. I love the Enzos. Ah, they're just spectacular cars. Nice choice. Well, Brian, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. All right, Brian, we're back and we're entering the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Enzo throttle as we get answers from you. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Automotive advice? How about in terms of buying and owning cars? You know, people are concerned about the cost. Yep. I had somebody tell me as as long as, you know, because you, let's face it, you buy, you know, a, a $300,000 newer car, you can lose a bunch of money on the depreciation. Oh, yeah. But I had somebody tell me, just buy what you like, as long as you enjoyed your time with that car. You know, don't look at it from the financial perspective. You know, I've heard that from many people. I had a consummate car collector and car guy, Bruce Meyer, on this show. And he said it this way, buy the best you can and cry only once. And then then enjoy the car. So, yeah, buy it. I like that. The other part of that, too, is buy a car you like because you know what? If the market goes crazy, we have another recession, which will happen someday, and you can't sell that car, at least you'll have something you like. Yeah, you know, we did an interesting story on advert- or buying into the stock market or buying the automobiles and what the outcome was. And there were some classics where you'd actually make more money. Well, I'll tell you, the way the uh, collector car market is going today, that is absolutely true. But like... All cycles, they do come to an end. The bubble pops, and unless you're in those blue-chip Ferrari GTO cars or the high-end collector cars, yeah, that can happen. But, uh, you know, I've had many guests on this car that have done very well. I've had some luck with some collector cars as well, buying them at the right time, selling them at the right time. So it definitely, if you know what you're doing, uh, can be very lucrative. 
Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? In terms of habits, obviously work hard. That's that's the most basic. But I think also put your customer before you and you do everything you can to ensure you know that they receive the results that they're enlisting you for. Do the best you can for them. You know, I had a, a real fun guest on uh, during Concorso Italiano week here. He's a gentleman who is named Raffaello Porro from Italy. And he said something very similar. Put people first. It's about people. If you take care of your customer, put people first, everything else will fall in line. So very well said. Do you have a resource that you think the Carjow listeners would really enjoy? A resource meaning Highline Autos Magazine? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what our listeners would find on your website. On our website, we actually have some really cool stuff on our website. We have every cover story we've ever done. We have every great garage we've ever done, which are a great garage series. It's Sometimes it's local people. Sometimes it's celebrities. Sometimes it's museums, things like that. You know, So there's, there's a lot of information there. If you're looking for events, we have an events section. And of course, if you're shopping for an automobile, you know, it, our new one, again, will probably launch here in about a month. You know how those things go. It's like it keeps, keeps pushing, keeps pushing, but yep. we're close. Yep. And it's, you know, it's easy to use. The, it's late. the design is great, big pictures. So it's a, it's a great resource. So hopefully our guests, by the time this show airs, can go to highline-autos.com and check out that new site. Brian, would you share a book that you think the Cars Out listeners would really enjoy reading? Should I go back to Highline Autos Magazine again? <laughs> well, the magazine isn't technically a book, but I think that's definitely a place for people to go. But I do love it when guests share books, either automotive books or business books, because we have a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books. So is there a book that you've read in the past that you think uh, our guests should crack open? I've read books about, you know, old race car drivers, say like A.J. Foyt, things like that. Mm -hmm. But nothing's really come into my tip of my tongue right now that I, I think that they're missing out on. You know, I read a lot of financial stuff, stuff outside the automotive realm. Type. Sure. Is there a, a place that you go to read financial information that you think the listeners would benefit from? I like Entrepreneur magazines and things like that. Okay, great. Cool. Well, listeners, you can find resources linked at the Carsia website, carsia.com slash Brian Graff. His last name is G-R-A-F-F. On his show notes page will be links to all these great things he shared with us today. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? I, a lot of my hobbies are based around fitness. I think that in order to perform well at work, you obviously need to be in good shape. So we do everything from the, the guys at work, you know, we'll hike Camelback Mountain. We water ski. I have a, a trainer at the gym. I like to snow ski. Um, but a lot, also a lot of my time is focused on automotive, you know, the weekends, you're going to events during the week, you're in the office. So. Yep. Yep. I've hiked uh, Camelback Mountain. There's some great hiking trails up there. My daughter lives in Scottsdale and uh, she's taken me on some great places. She and her boyfriend uh, actually run up and down those hills to stay in shape. I don't know how they do it in the heat, but uh, it's a great place to go there in Scottsdale. All right, Brian, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like. 
What would that one vehicle be and why? I have to go with the Shelby Cobra. Okay. Obviously, the, the collectability and the historic value behind the car. Mm -hmm. you know, the race history, Carroll Shelby himself. Um, I think that that would be a great choice. Now, which size engine for that Cobra? Well, you got to go with the big one, of course. Or 27, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Awesome cars. Wonderful cars. Very special cars. You can have so much fun on the track or the street in a Cobra. So I think you've made a great choice. Brian, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about your business. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Shelby Cobra? Yes. Next time you're looking for a new vehicle, buying or selling, make sure you go to our website. And what is that website again so that our listeners? It is highline-autos.com. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Brian shared with us today at carsyad.com. Just put Brian in the search box. His show notes page will pop up with the links to everything about Highline Autos. Thank you, Brian, for being so generous today with your time and your expertise, for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!